Hello, good afternoon. Hi, my name is Bill Clark, and I am the host of the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast. And this afternoon, today is, well, today is the 17th of January. Happy New Year's for all the listeners that I didn't get a chance to shout out to. So I hope you're doing well, you're feeling well. So this afternoon, my co-host is Connie Moore, and my special, special guest is Vernetta Pierce, or you can call her Sparkle. Hey, Vernetta. Hey, Bill. How are you? Hey, Connie. How you doing? How are you doing? Hi, Renetta. Hi, Bill. Okay, alrighty. So the theme today, listeners and internets, is one who endures. And I hope you're enduring today out in this cold weather. I'm broadcasting from New Jersey. It is 25 degrees outside and ice and snow. So if you're driving around, be careful. Be conscious and be careful. So, um, Renetta, tell me a little bit, little bit about, or actually, Sparkle. Tell me how you got your name, Sparkle. Hi. Well, thanks, Bill. Thanks, Connie, for this opportunity to um, to really talk and you know about you know myself and and my endurance and what I've endured. You know, like you said, Bill, endurance today with this weather um, and everything. You know, that's. Uh, First and foremost, and endurance, as far as what I've been through, it's been a lot. But um, the name Sparkle came about from my acting, <laughs> kind of like, you know, a little nickname. And I kind of took it from, if you remember, um, Irene Cara. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right back in the day, right? It was a Oh, yeah, I remember that. Remember? Yes. Yeah, Sparkle. So, mm-hmm. I sure do. Yes, yes. So I kind of borrowed it from there, and that's how uh, the name came about, Bill. <laughs> wow, that's that's a great name. I like that. I Renetta. like Sparkle too. I and, like it. and if you meet Renita, Ren- Ren- you definitely see that she sparkles, definitely. So that's <laughs> Renetta, are you sparkling and glowing? I am. I am. I'm sparkling and glowing. <laughs> just being here talking with you, Connie and Bill. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, that's, okay. All right, Connie and Renetta, I'm going to tell the audience a little bit about this podcast. So the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast is a weekly and monthly, now it's monthly, um, interview show focused upon the reinvention of the lives of each interviewee as a result of or inspired by life-changing illnesses or events that have now become part of their daily, our daily existence. In each case, the interviewee has used his or her illness from strokes to cancer, to depression, and neurological disorders, for example, as an impetus for personal growth. And this afternoon, we're going to talk a little about one who endures, and Sparkle's going to tell you a little bit about her experience. Um, Sparkle, tell us a little bit about your experience. Yes, well, um, back in 2020, I was um, diagnosed with stage 4 ovarian cancer, and one of the reasons that it was caught late, it was because um, a series of events, if you remember 2020, that's when COVID hit, you know, really bad. And um, I really, I didn't have any symptoms. You know, ovarian cancer rarely presents symptoms. But I did have this protruding belly button, which I never had before. And it was itching, so I assumed it was an infection. I was actually treating myself with Neil Sporn. (laughs) 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 I'm like, this is just an infection probably from me spraying, you know, Connie, how we spray sometimes, you know, ourselves and stuff. And I thought it was just probably an infection. And so I went along with that, but then it kept itching and stuff. And then my sister is an RN. And I sent it to her. I sent a picture of it. I actually took a picture. I sent it to my oh. sister. I said, look at this. What do you think? It's, you know, it's been itching. And she says to me, get to the doctor right away. Mm-hmm. When my sister, who's an RN, says, get to the doctor right away, that means get to the doctor right away. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. She's serious. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, mm, you know, really, you know, it's COVID. At that point, they were only taking really serious, serious patients, like, who had COVID. I heard they were turning away people who had heart attacks, people who had, you know, I don't know, strokes, but it was really, you really had to be sick to get into the hospital, but it started easing up at that point. Um, So I went to the hospital in June. I went to a hospital. I don't think I should name it. And I was where I was promptly misdiagnosed. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
What did they diagnose yeah. you with? Uh, uh, an infection because I pierced my belly button, according to the doctor, who didn't listen to me when I told him I had never pierced my belly button. And his arrogant self walked out. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. The nerve, girl, the way we get treated, you know? Yes. Yes, it was terrible. So in comes the nurse with a prescription for antibiotics, which I proceeded to take, and nothing got better. Mm-hmm. If anything, it got worse. Well, then oh, my sister, my sister was like upset, like that's what he told you. They didn't do anything else. They didn't take any x-rays. They didn't, I said, nope, they didn't do anything. She goes, well, go, she goes, go to another hospital. So I went to a second facility where they again continued the misdiagnosis and gave me more antibiotics. Mm. <laughs> wow. Antibiotics for everything. Stronger antibiotics, I guess. And then I, right. paid, I took those. And so by this point, it was hmm, maybe August, I would say, beginning of August. So now I'm telling my primary doctor, my primary care doctor, I said, look, I said, listen, things aren't getting better. I don't know what's going on, you know. And so he says to me, I'm going to send you to a specialist. So he sent me to a specialist. I can't really remember which one. I go to the specialist and I'm t- explaining to him what's going on. And I'm telling him these antibiotics aren't working. And he looked at me, he goes, they aren't working because you don't have an infection. Mm. Oh, my. Yeah. He said, you could have cancer. That was the first time I heard the C word, cancer. Mm. He said, said, this could be cancer, but we will not know until we get an MRI Mm. um, taken, the CAT scan taken. He's the first doctor that mentioned the CAT scan MRI. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So now we fast forward to get that done. I didn't have insurance at the time. It's probably complicated issues. Had to get insurance. Um, you know, Medicaid came through, and then I was able to get the CAT scan. And the end of August, I got a phone call from the doctor, and he goes, "Oh, you got the CAT scan today?" I said, "Yeah, I got it." He goes, "Yeah, you got cancer." And I said, "What?" Whoa! And the way he said it made me sit down. And I, excuse me. Yeah. Um, sparkle, sparkle. Was this over? Yeah. He told you this diagnosis over the phone. He did. He told me over the phone, and I think the reason he told me over the phone, Bill, because it had gone on too long. Uh-huh. And remember, at that time, it was still COVID. Mm-hmm. And even right. though I had gone into his facility in person, and I got the captain in person, I think he just had to tell me because it was at that point had been right. so it had it was really bad. It had it was so far gone. Oh no! Wow. Mm. Yeah. What so, you know, you know what I'm curious about? Can I, can I ask you one thing I was curious about before before I forget? Um, uh, uh, Renetta, what was what was your life like? Your your mindset, your your uh, uh, emotional state, um, say previous to being diagnosed. What what was what was your life like? You know, because I, I I'm always curious about uh, the emotional state and how it leads to illness. And I was just curious about your emotional state um, uh, previous to being diagnosed with cancer. Well, you know, like what was happening in life? Because it's as if, you know, what's happening emotionally, is an, it, it would be a direct manifestation of what you're experiencing physically. And I was so curious to know what was your emotional state be like, or what was life like uh, in terms of your life force, your life condition previous to ask me that because I'm as you're asking me I'm thinking back because now I have to think back right so prior to to that it's very interesting because I was working the daily news I had worked for the New York Times for 23 years Um, I worked in advertising and then um, the New York Times um, downsized and you know was kind of you know got rid of the um, the whole printing plant that was in Edison New Jersey they closed it down so I went to the Daily News, and I worked there for about 10 years. And in 2019, they actually let me go. They were bought out by a company, Tribune, from the, from Chicago. And, you know, when the company comes in, they want to bring in their own people. So they started bringing in their people and, you know, little by little getting rid of us. And so in 2019, uh, I believe it was uh, March, March of 2019. Oh. February of 2019. I'm trying to remember the exact date. I think it was February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. February 
2016 was the first time in my life that I had become unemployed. Mm-hmm. So my state of mind was like, oh my gosh, I'm unemployed now. I gotta go to unemployment. I never had to do anything like that, you know. Wow! So all the bills and all the things you took for granted that you've been able to right. just gracefully conduct, you know, and and it take did it it must have taken such a toll and emotionally, you know, if if I were to think back in terms of 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 any challenges that I've had physically, I can remember a deep human revolution like. Serious, deep emotional garbage that's really coming from the depths of my life, you know, and 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 then. Oh, excuse me, uh, that, Connie. You know, Connie, what does yes. the human revolution mean? What human does that mean? revolution means change. Mm-hmm. It means you're changing something, okay. you know. And is I used to think human revolution to me, Renetta and to and Bill was was uh, just like I have tricked on my color because I was tearing for a beautiful home. And here it is, you know, so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of real, real, real surface, you know. Right. And then, you know, I was just thinking how your life, Renetta, was stripping you to the core. Yeah. I I wanted to know. Mm. Yes. That's a good question, Connie. I'm glad you asked me that because I really didn't even connect those dots. But when you were asking me, I had to go back in time and say, okay, what was happening at that time? That's what was happening at that time. I had to hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. I had to think about a new career. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to think about the whole, like you said, the bills. Now, what am I going to do? Excuse me, Sparkle. Sparkle. Were you you married then? Were you still married then? No, no, Bill. My my husband had passed away in mm-hmm. 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing, uh, Connie, uh, you may not be aware of. My husband had ALS, and I was his caretaker. Ooh. Yeah, for like, excuse me, like three years before he passed away. Mm. So he was diagnosed in 2010. He passed away in 2013. I cared for him. I watched this man die. Mm-hmm. And, and then from 2013 to 2016, you know, I was going through kind of, transformations of course and I just and I downsized I got rid of the house and I and I moved to a bedroom you know um yeah so it was a lot of that out of that was well you you didn't need the space anymore but was that also to help uh for in terms of you moving on after the passing of of your loved one was was that something so you were getting over that too Absolutely. You yes. are not even getting over it. You gotta just you gotta live through it, and it, and it doesn't leave. It just transforms how you deal with it. And and, and and did you have time to even uh, adjust to that before the next obstacle? Mm-hmm. Well, I, maybe I did. I think so. I know for a fact that I got through all of this from chanting, from reading, um, mm-hmm. uh, studying. You know, the, the life cycle of birth and death. Um, a life cycle book that we have. I'm trying to remember the name of it because I just gave it to. Um, I think it's called. I think it's called the mysteries of life and death. Death. That's it, Bill. The mysteries of life. That helped me tremendously going through it because I used to read it to my husband as he was in the hospital and stuff, and he liked it. He really loved mm-hmm. Buddhist philosophy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a Buddhist. He didn't chant Nam Myoho Renge Cho, but the interesting thing is he did chant Nam Myoho Renge Cho. Wow. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there were like, you know, I had so many, um, you know, uh, changing poison into medicine and just really, really breaking through obstacles with, with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when he passed in 2013, I was, it was kind of, I was kind of at peace because I had witnessed I had witnessed the impossible become possible. He had been in a coma. Wow. Yeah, he had been in a coma, and it was myself. It was, I believe, Shelly, Bill's, Bill's wife, and it yeah. was um, Esther, another member, who was with me. We came to the hospital. They came with me to support me at the hospital with Nate, because he was his name was Nate. He's a musician. He was in a coma, and we chanted. And we and we each took a part of his body and chanted. Don't you know he woke out of that coma and started chanting with us? Don't you know those doctors start running saying, It's a miracle. It's a blood transfusion. He's up. He's up. He's up. <laughs> I'm telling you. So when I tell you that I have witnessed really, literally, the impossible 
you know, transforming the impossible to the possible I did with him. So when he passed away, which he passed away like two days after that, um, I knew everything was okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was really at peace. Yeah, I was really at peace with, you know, with it. But, you know, so when I came here, I was kind of ready to move on to the next chapter. And I moved on to the one bedroom in 2016, 2019. I was uh, let go, terminated, mm-hmm. let go, mm-hmm. and tapped on the shoulder like, okay, goodbye, you can get unemployment. And what I did was I, not only did I not just go get unemployment, because mm-hmm. I should have been given a package. Mm-hmm. Yes, a severance, some kind a severance of package that they tried yeah. to get away with. Nice. Yeah. So I was going through all of that at the time. Nice, nice, wow. nice. So, it was a, right, the loss of your husband, then you downsized, and then they they ter- you were terminated, you know, from the thing without a severance pay, you know, not right. terminated. Right, and then that pressure and struggle of having to be, you know. So you had all of those internal battles going on, like your friends can walk away and hang up and say, good luck, girl. But then there's you left to really dig deep and find that real fundamental evil in terms of understanding, you know, why this is a necessary lesson. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so Sparkle, yeah. Sparkle, let's talk a little bit about your journey um, through um, this medicine or, um, right. you know, the cancer treatments. Yeah. So the cancer treatments, what I opted to do at that point, because it was, like I said, stage four, I had to, uh, well, I didn't have to, but I opted for chemo mm-hmm. um, and I did six months of chemo. And then after six months of chemo surgery, where they removed everything, mm-hmm. which was fine because I wasn't having any more children, thank goodness the age that I was. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, you know, I was past, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a grandmother, you know. Mm-hmm. My granddaughter um, just turned eight years old. So, you know, when they said, oh, we're going to have to remove everything, you won't be able to have any children. I'm like, well, that shit failed already anyway. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that all over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, yes, let the ship sail. <laughs> yes, yes. So they removed everything. Um, I had two doctors. I had the OBGYN um, uh, oncologist that I still see every three months just to make sure that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And then I had my, um, uh, I guess it was the, I would call him like a primary oncologist who was there uh, to remove anything else in the stomach. Now, what happened when they went in there, they were amazed that there was hard, there was really, the cancer was practically gone. All they had to do was remove everything. And I know that's the power of Nam-Yoho Renge mm-hmm. They were yes. amazed that, oh, my goodness, the cancer was gone. There was nothing there. And they removed my appendix, which I'm like, I don't know if they were supposed to do that, but okay. I guess the other doctor was there. They were like, well, let's do something. <laughs> right? As long as it doesn't, you know, it doesn't spread. Right. You yeah. know, to metastasize, I may, they had reasons, you know. Yes, I'm sure they had reasons, I'm sure. So it was like yeah. removing, removing whatever was, was not necessary, right? Right. So, yeah. Once that was done, I was like, I was ecstatic, like cancer free. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I threw myself a big birthday party. Um, I turned sixty because when I when I was diagnosed with the cancer mm-hmm. in twenty, right. I was fifty-seven years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, you know," because when you get that initial like that initial call that you have this thing and it's like stage four, I kind of sat down and I had to really, you know, come to terms with my mortality. And I was like, Oh, I may not be here. So I'm 60. Oh my goodness. You know, but at the same token, at that same moment when I was having those kind of doubts, those thoughts, I got a phone call from a member and I was like, boo-hooing telling her what the diagnosis was. And she said to me, you have go hunting. Oh, strict, strict. You have go hundred. Oh my goodness! Uh, you don't know. A sparkle. So, tell tell the listeners yeah. what is they don't know what a gohanzen is. Okay, so our gohanzen for anybody who doesn't know is like our object of devotion, and you know I practice Nichiren Daishonin's Buddhism, and in Nichiren Daishonin's Buddhism we have something called a gohanzen, which might look just like a 
scroll or a piece of paper, but it actually serves as a mirror. It's a mirror for your mind. You know, we have a mirror to, you know, fix ourselves up and make sure we look okay and our clothes are buttoned and our lipstick's on properly. I hear that. <laughs> but this is really like the what do we do for our mind? And so what Go Hunting does is it allows you to focus and really, you know, chant the words, Namyo Ho Renge Kyo. And wow. those words, when you're focusing on your, with your gohunzin and chanting those words, you're manifesting, you know, um, you're manifesting everything good within you and you're attracting mm-hmm. everything outside of you that you need in your life. So, um, can I get the visual on that? Like when you were sitting in front of, I'm going to call you Sparkle too because you just sparkle girl. So, not bad. Yeah, yeah you're sparkling over, you're sparkling over, over, all the way over here too. I can see the sparkles. See, I, I feel a vibration, Bill. I said. And you know, and you know, I did chant this morning because you know a high light condition is important, right? Yes, ma'am. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get it, girl. But you know what I was thinking? Like, uh, you know, I always tell people every time I come on on on, on the show, I said, I said, listen, um, what what kind of visuals did you have to catch? Like, how deep did you have to go in your imagination? Because that's all we're doing is is manifesting from our thoughts, you know. So, how deep did you go delve into your soul? What was the visual like in front of Kuhunda? Just as an example, because everybody's just different. Like, um, for instance, like, you know, like I had a, a, a full hysterectomy as well, but I had to catch a visual of, of, of fibroids reducing themselves. So they would just grow, they would grow in my armpit, they would grow in my breast, they would grow until I had a full hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. But I had to catch a visual in order to transform my body from uh, just kind of miscreating uh, or, or screwing up cell development. Like, I had to catch a visual of looking at the center of a cell. Well, that's a great question. You know what I mean? That's what like, was that visual like for you? Well, uh, that's a good question. In front of Go Hunter. Yes, especially because they said stage four, right? So mm. before I even got in front of Go Hunter, and I was talking to my aunt, and I was upset because it was stage four. Then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was tanning, 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 tanning. And when I went to uh, the doctor again in the next, I guess, might have been the next month, one month, one month, two months later, um, he said to me, oh, um, he, he showed me the, you know, everything, the insides, and my sister was there with me, and my fiancé was there with me, and he showed us everything. And then when I had went back again, he, it was it was now, he said, oh, it looks like the maybe stage three. <laughs> so oh. I was transforming it and my aunt inspired it because when I was telling her that what they said, she said to me, listen, don't worry about any of those stages. She said, we're not worried about that. She said, don't worry about any stages. It doesn't matter what they say. She said, you know, you want to pray. Now, my aunt is a Christian, so you know what she said, right? No, what did she say? <laughs> you know what she said. But, yeah. you know, I took that and transformed it in front of the gold hunting. Mm. That's right. That's right. He said, we're not worrying about any stage that the doctor says. We know who's in charge. There you go. When you I got it first, I chanted that way, like, I don't, you know, like, hey, this is go hunting, and I know anything is possible in front of my go hunting. Now you're a whole range of stuff, I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get to stop it with my iron stamp, baby. I don't play, so I know what that Daimoku was like, girl. I yes. didn't even just wheel that thing, really. Yes. Yes, and I have support. You know, we have a great, great support system, SCI, my family, my district, my region, my zone. I had the support of everyone. Like, I mean, I felt the support and the love, and they were sending me messages and letters. I got something from Sensei. Like, I felt so connected. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I felt Strauss sent me um, something, you know, a letter and a, and, a, and a thing from Sensei, like, praying for me. Like, oh, my gosh, how can I lose with Sensei praying for me, you know? Yeah. It's that deep. Wow. Appreciation, gratitude. And to, to be able to raise your life force so high that people reach your daggone channel. Yes. And you reach that, you know what I mean? Because 
you know, you know, it's a lot of times you think, well, why are people not paying? You know, you get the pity party. Okay, I got uh, Sparkle. Yes. Sparkle, I have you know a, I, mean, I have yes. a Sparkle, and, I have a question for you. Hold on, hold, hold mm-hmm. tight, hold tight on that one before I forget my question. I am a stroke survivor, so I might forget it. But I thought that since you're talking about that, so I wanted to know, and I want you to tell the audience, what is your formula for healing up from challenging situations? So what's your formula? You talked about Gohunzen. You talked about I, I, something well, else. Well, my formula is, you know, first and foremost, you know, prayer. Because everything starts with prayer, right? Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, prayer. And then secondly, really, you know, reaching out to other people. Because what I did when I was sick, I, um, I'm, I'm a district leader um, in the organization, SGI. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, responsible for women's division, women's division district leader. So I reached out to my women's division and really in- encouraged them, you know, did my, you know, try to home visit as much as I could and, you know, was encouraged by them as well. They encouraged me. They came over and supported me as much as they could, you know, during this period. Because again, it was COVID. Tried to keep myself in a positive frame of mind. I didn't watch the news. I stopped watching news because mm-hmm. we, you know, wars, fires. Girl, you didn't watch first forty-eight to encourage yourself. I can't believe I it. I did not. Did not. <laughs> right now. Did not. And 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 you know, really, like my fiance, he would watch it, but then he would watch it low, and he loved first forty-eight. But he was <laughs> to watch it another room. Mm. He was watching another room. I watched the cooking channel. Look, I watched the cooking channel. That's right. <laughs> Even though I couldn't really eat because you know when you're going through chemo, you're going through changes where you can't eat because your mm. body food smells bother you. I had to open the window sometimes when cooking was going on and mm-hmm. different things. So I wow. lost a lot of weight, and mm. you're going through a whole lot. So you know, um, build. To answer, uh, answer, does that answer your question, Bill? Um, your formula is to reach out to other people, you said, right? So That's... my formula, first prayer, reach out to other people, stay positive, no news, don't bring me no bad news, like the whiz. Bring <laughs> no, bad, no bad news. <laughs> You know what? No bad bad news. All right. Okay. So that's your form. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. I can, we'll take that. And then you know, well, listening to music. And then, but if I did call somebody, like for example, I might call somebody to tell them about my situation, right? Right. But then I would hear their situation, and their situation was like worse than my situation. So then I wouldn't even tell them about my situation. Now I'm encouraging them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It right. works like that. Yeah. About encouraging Renetta, right? Right. Bill? Yes. Yeah, is that right, Bill? You reach out and find somebody to encourage, because boy, you talk to other folks, and it seems as if no matter what, uh, how small their problem may be to others, to you, it's like, ooh, I'm glad I don't have that. Exactly. You know? mm. Exactly. It's like, oh wow, I was calling to say this, but whoa, this this is this is nothing compared to what you're going through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, kind yeah. of like that again. It has to do with gratitude, appreciation. You know, really staying in gratitude. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, wow! How wonderful! So How wonderful! You got it's like you've got a new lease on life, not a new lease. Now, I will say, I got a genetic test, and I am because cancer is in my family genetically. My grandmother mm-hmm. uh, passed away from breast mm-hmm. cancer in 1969. Mm-hmm. My um, aunt, her sister. Uh, is a breast cancer survivor, but she had double mastectomy. And when I got my genetic test, I am the I'm I'm the carrier. I'm, okay. the, I'm the genetic test. They want my son tested and my granddaughter tested. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I think um, in 2023, cancer showed up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got it this time, but this time it was caught early because I go to the doctors every three months. I see my um, OBGYN gynecologist every three months, and I see my primary doctor every three months. And my primary doctor is the one that caught it. I was having pain in the side of my stomach, and you know we diagnose ourselves every, with everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. We, think, we think we're our own doctor, so I go well, to the doctor. I'm a little doctor myself, let me tell you. I'm a, I'm a nurse, like, you know, by profession. I'm not a nurse, but... Right, right. right. <laughs> so when I go to the doctor, I'm telling him, oh, my stomach hurts. I think I have IBS, you know. It was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so then he, um, 
to um what I like about my doctor, he is a what they call a o I think it's an an O B a D O a D O. So yeah, he's D-O, the doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not an M D, he's a D O. Mm-hmm. Which is the doctor that kind of hands on, okay? They make sure, they feel, they touch so when he when he touched my side, I said, Oh, he goes, Uh oh, we gotta get a cat scan. I said, Oh, I suck. As soon as I heard him say we gotta get a cat scan, my antennas went up. I said, Uh oh, doc, what is it? He said, Well, your your pancreatitis could be back because I had pancreatitis. I didn't mm-hmm. mention that. I had pancreatitis mm-hmm. in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. He said, Or the cancer could be back. I said, Shut your mouth, doctor. Mm-hmm. I do not want to hear that word cancer. And sure enough, that's what it was. The cancer came back. Mm. Um, Sparkle, Sparkle, do you think the the pancreatic um, issue was linked to the cancer or? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, Because, you know, ever since I had pancreatitis anyway, I've I've had uh, different challenges with eating. I've had to change what I eat. I was already a... um, vegetarian pescatarian but then i i had to stop eating nuts i love nuts but mm-hmm. i can't nuts nuts became difficult for me to digest mayonnaise mm-hmm. things oily things mm-hmm. you know i don't eat fried food absolutely not anymore mm-hmm. um, right very rarely you know i have an air fryer which i love my air fryer now nah, that's my that's my new bff my air fryer my, <laughs> my, that's my Dude, that's okay. for me. <laughs> the air fryer. The air fryer is your best your best friend. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, yeah, came back, caught it early, and I opted for a radiation treatment, something like Fibronite, mm-hmm. which is um, something that's exact to the area because it was such a small, uh, a small mass in my stomach, you know, mm-hmm. and because it was caught early five days of cybernite thing like that would be a great solution. However, my body doesn't do well with, um, my body just don't do well with these with chemo. And, you know, I still have, you know, side effects. I have neuropathy in my hands and feet. Mm-hmm. And then with the five day radiation treatment that most people would be able to just walk away from, mm-hmm. I end up with this horrible ulcer. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, which I'm still dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what you yeah. were you were talking about um, at the meeting I went with you. Um, I took my wife to. Um, you were talking about alternative therapy, right? Yes. Tell me yes. a little bit about that. I, I love it. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. Tell so this, this alternative therapy is really really good. Okay, I at this time opted not to not to um, do it. And in fact, I'm glad you asked me, um, Bill, because I owe this guy an email. He was so great. You know, he's one of the counselors there. But anyway, well, okay, so <laughs> this this ulcer has been very challenging. I have lost so much weight. And, and um, you know, the hospital had assigned me a nutritionist, and she said to me, your biggest challenge now is not to lose any more weight. That's your main, main thing. So I have, you know, my nutritional drinks, you know, I'm eating, I'm happy to say now I'm eating more, food is staying in more. I haven't lost any weight since October, so I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, I, I can't seem to gain any weight, but as long as I'm not losing any, I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I just try to, to stay in gratitude and, you know, just be happy where I'm at and that I'm able to eat and that I'm getting better each day. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, and that's definitely, I'm still transforming, still, still, you know, still transforming karma. And since I know genetically that I am a carrier, you know, I'm just prepared to do, to do war. Mm-hmm. I got the sword out. I got the sword out, mm-hmm. you know, well, because Trent says the sword is useless in the hands of a coward. Right. Yes. That's correct. Right. That's useless right. in the hands of a coward. Wow. Yeah, yes, indeed. No fear. No fear. You know, see the faith or fear. And if there's fear, that's okay because you can chant for faith. Exactly. exactly. Isn't that nice? I tell you, you just can't lose, you know, with centering your life with the mystic law. You know, everyone doesn't chant, but, you know, you just can't lose with centering your life because you're right. just at the core of all of your stuff. Exactly. And even if you, if, even if people, who don't chant, you know, um, they can still just keep their life condition up, you know, stay positive. Don't get, don't give into the negativity. Don't give into when the doctors tell you, oh, it's stage four, that's it. You got two months, three months, whatever. I don't care what they say. It's you, your mind, 
stay positive. Do positive things. Do things that you like that make you happy. Listen to uplifting music. You know, don't watch any bad news. Tell them you know <laughs> bad news. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Draw something. You know, it inspires somebody else who's in the dumps because it's easy yes. to, you know, to conclude yourself and say, well, yes. so that's Most important. Children more than you, and you're able to raise your life force high enough to think of something encouraging. You won. Absolutely, Connie. You win when others win, and that's just the way the universe works. The connection is just that we're interconnected. You don't have to like it. But who cares? You yeah. gotta love it anyway, right? Now? Exactly. You so, gotta love it. Yes. So, Sparkle, I have a, I have a question for you. you. Gotta love it. Sparkle, I have a question for you. So, did you do any? Um, I know you know I am SGI member also, and that's I think is the best support group you can ever get in your life. Mm-hmm. But did you do any outside like cancer support groups? I'm sorry. Did you do any other support, any like cancer? Oh, I know- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the other thing, too, Bill, I'm glad you asked that. Yes. Outside of chanting, outside of the chemo and on this time radiation, I also went to a holistic doctor. And I, I have to get back to telling you guys about the, the, the treatment, the alternative treatment that's available in Mexico, because it is wonderful. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but I but but along with the chemotherapy, I had I went to a holistic doctor. My friends were kind enough; some of them paid for it because you know it's very expensive, mm-hmm. and I didn't really have an, a real income, so they actually paid hundreds of dollars <laughs> for me to go to see this guy, and then they helped me pay for the the, the medicines that were prescribed, all the natural things. Mm-hmm. So I actually have everything I need to heal myself here. Which now fast forward up to today when I was considering the alternative treatments in Mexico, what they do there, it's a 12 to 14 day treatment plan. Mm -hmm. They, um, the most amazing part that they do is they do the blood, um, transfusion where they take out the bad cells because Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. immune system is bad now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's damaged. Okay. We have damaged immune systems when we have chemo, when we have chemicals, whatever it is that you put in your body. My immune system has compromised. Mm-hmm. Okay. What they do is they rebuild your immune system. It's like they reboot you. They take the bad blood out naturally and they put good blood in. They oxygenate the blood. They treat, mm-hmm. they treat your blood oxygenated, mm-hmm. treated, mm-hmm. and they put it back in. Wow. And mm-hmm. then they put you on a nutritional plan while you're there. So you're getting the healthy, you're getting health, you're getting the, the blood transfusion, and, you're, you know, and everything they do is holistic. The reason that they do it in Mexico is because it's not available stateside. Right. Okay? They, mm-hmm. our, our American Medical Association refuses to approve holistic. Stuff that works. <laughs> it does work. Let me tell you something. That the, they refuse to approve stuff that works. The woman, she is a... Um, She's actually um, like a high, high nurse, like a high nurse, like right Right, on. a practitioner. Okay, she's the one that runs it, but she told me that doctors come to her for the treatments, honey, from the mm. state. Well, go to her for treatments. Now, wow. they have doctors there that are professional. You know, they have they have the staff. Yeah, what I like professional, about, uh, yes, medical doctors. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I like too is they fly you into Arizona mm-hmm. because they're right on the border of Arizona, mm-hmm. and then you stay on the you stay on you stay on the Arizona you stay on the state side in Arizona at a hotel in Arizona, mm-hmm. and then they drive you over to uh, Mexico for the treatment for the medical treatment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you then you go there for the medical treatment. They probably keep you there and then drive you back, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It's, um, I really like the plan. The cost of it is $38,000. Wow. Now, $38,000 is a little bit of a fortune for me. Mm-hmm. But for other people like doctors and stuff that are going to show us like a drop in the bucket, right? Mm-hmm. And then right. I, I had my team here also involved because I didn't just want to make a decision solely on what I thought. I wanted to get my team involved as far as my um, oncologist here. Mm -hmm. And he was asking, why can't I get those treatments here? I told him, I said, well, why can't I? Mm -hmm. I said, where can I get the treatments here? Uh, Okay, they say they give you oxygenation. Everything they give you stateside has to be accompanied with chemo. Mm -hmm. Some 
You know what's so funny that, that this thing sounds like to me? You know, I mean, you know, the nurse definitely, you know, as I'm, I'm an LPN, so a lot of times I was responsible for cross, you know, responsible for cross typing and, 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 and maintaining 15 minute checks and things, but you know, I press start and, and the blood transfusion begins. You know, you go to your five rights. Right. And you say you've got everybody right. Yeah. And you're looking for any adverse reaction. 15 minute checks. I do all of that. So basically what it's looking like to me is somebody who's willing to do a blood transfusion and give you some alkaline food and water to maintain the oxygenated blood and, 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 and stimulate that cell into a, a, a growing and being productive and multiplying in a productive manner, you know, versus... Well, so treated, they also treated Connie with UV rays, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Available here, too. Mm-hmm. Available mm-hmm. here. All those things are, are available. right here in the States, because, you know, I've been a nurse for a minute, and all those things are available. All those things are available for somebody to put those things together. You know, I think, Renetta, it's going to be a beautiful uh, human revolution to see where this goes for you, because, you know... Who knows what you're awakening in the state? Because these- and why can't we do it? Now, here's what I said to, yeah. said to my doctor, because he wanted to know, which, and by the way, guys, I'm Shaka Bukwain, and he's very interested in Buddhism. Great. Okay, wow. but my psychologist, what I said to him was, when he said to me, why can't I get it here? I said, okay, doctor, if I could get it here, what would it cost? He said, well, you're right, probably three times as much. So imagine, Actually, if we no. do it here, well, yeah. he said, do it here because why? Because somebody got to get involved, like Big Pharma, probably. How are we going to do it without Big Pharma? And it is going to cost three times as much because everything in states costs three times as much as it costs in Mexico. You're thinking of ways to go to holistic stores and take the pieces with the parts. You know, they can't limit your wisdom. You know, a lot of times we get locked into the whole idea. Yes. There are herbs and roots and different yes. things that we had discovered in nature. So it's so not, uh, you know, uh, uh, far removed from what you could do. And I love that you took a holistic approach to this thing because it can be done. And it doesn't require a blood transfusion because there are blood cleansers that you found, you know, you found in, in, in herbal stores that do the yes. same thing. Because why, yes. why, why take a, I would eat 10 listen, I just as a nurse, I'll I was, you know, it helps to talk to people like you, Connie, like people that have been through things. Wow. Oh, this is it. This is why, why, you know, one of the, um, what is it that, uh, uh, um, harmonious family is about, you know, this harmonious, you know, harmonious family. And, and, and because you know, Renetta, that harmonious family in, in Nietzsche Buddhism is about more than just your family, the people sitting in front of you. Entire community is your entire macro, you know, microcosm. It's the macrocosm of unity. So it's, it's, it's all inclusive, you know. But I love this show, Bill, because this show brings so many people of know-how together because we all have know-how. Look at what we're learning from each other now. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's insane. That's yeah. insanely beautiful what we're learning from each other, just, you know. Unbelievable. I've learned so much from you and I've learned so much from Bill, you know. Yeah. You know, with with the mental health thing, you know, after surviving the stroke, how he held it together because, you know, we feel isolated, don't we, Bill, when we get sick? Yes. Yes, that's yes, yes, that's right. We can't go through that. Yeah. That is correct. You do. You can very much feel isolated and feel like you're going through it by yourself and feel like you know, like the whole why me, you know, and like, so the whole thing, like I said, the whole thing, like, oh my gosh, here we go again, you know, here mm-hmm. we go again. I, the cancer was gone. I'm celebrating. I'm, I'm happy. I'm ready for the new chapter and bam, knocked me back down again, right? Because I was about to start a new business. I was uh, launching uh, this whole thing and then I got knocked down. And now I got a back step. So now my business is not launching the way it should, right? Mm-hmm. Because now I'm dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And this was, then, like I said, January 2023. Um, now, 
my treatments in May 2023, and I thought I would be fine because, like I said, most people walk away and they're fine. Right. Uh, again, not me. So June 2023, I'm planning my new business. I, I make this investment. I do blah, blah, blah. And I got knocked on my A-double-F. Oh, yes, yes. Only right. You're elevating whenever you're ready to make that great advance, you know, when it's time for you to elevate. Here it comes, because how would you do it without an obstacle? Exactly. How how is it possible to elevate without lessons? Do you know what I mean? So it just makes sense in the realm of things, because, you know, uh, 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 Bill, you were talking about one who endures. Yeah. You know, one who endures and for what? Heroes of the world and of the world. That's that's one who endures. I think that's who you are, Connie. That's who Bill is. Maybe that's who I am. You know, we're people who you definitely sparkle. That's that's definitely who you are. You definitely um I've shared that. You definitely passed the test. Definitely. Definitely. One endures is not the one who endured and became a lottery winner. The one who endures manifests the greatness of, you know, of faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one who endured. Yeah. That one has, you know, that one has a, a, a physical proof of endurance because they're here. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was talking about the human revolution you were talking about, and that human revolution goes on, you know, um, because we are constantly changing and improving ourselves mm-hmm. yes. and elevating ourselves. So that human revolution is a continuance. It's not like, like you said, you thought human revolution is that inner transformation and it has to be an ongoing process. Right. And what's that's the correct. journey? The journey. It's about the journey. That's the struggle. That's the obstacle. Right. Mm-hmm. right that's right. the part that lets you know you're alive. That's yes. right. The process, that yes. process. That process and that process of you know really winning right and being victorious and yeah you gotta you have to be one who endures to be victorious and and again how how about that I just said to my niece because we're talking about 2024 and it's being a new year and you know they're going through changes a lot of the young people and they're young my nieces and stuff and they're they're talking about the change and the fear of change and. You know, it's scary to make change. And I said to them, yes, it is scary to make change. I said, but think about it. I said, think about our ancestors. Think about the change that they did. I said, you know, even though it's scary, I said, you got to embrace it. I said, heck, hell, we practically invented change. (laughs) 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 Wow, that's deep. That is so deep, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think about that. If you know you what know. it reminds me of, Bill, it kind of reminds me, I was just sitting and thinking about, you know, DNA and, and ancestral and all those beautiful, rich, ancestral, beautiful past that, that are that are so much a part of us. And, and, you know, and the beautiful part about it, Renetta, and the, it makes you just love, uh, uh, because for so many, you know, Martin Luther King's birthday just passed, so, you know, it's really about that kind of pride with you know, African culture and African heritage, you know. And it's like, uh, I was just sitting there thinking about a DNA strand. This was weird. And I was thinking about the one who endures. It's like one who understands the connection of that DNA strand and how beautiful melanated people are in terms of we grow DNA strands out of our head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We coil with... I mean, how fortunate. Talk about melanin. I, you know, I understand. Henrietta, like Bill, you know about that. Yes, I did. Yeah, we're talking coils. I mean, when our hair curls, look at curls in the, the form of the, a DNA strand. Look how beautiful. You know how infinite. So just goes to show how many people have such richness, you know, but how, how fortunate we are to learn all these beautiful things like Henrietta likes to live. You know, uh, uh, being just the, the the person whose whose cancer cell was is, is a part of everyone now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and being able to cure people to the reason why they found so many cures. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you are that. You are yeah. that. You know, and and, so, and ladies, ladies, listen. Um, 
this we have to end the podcast now um, okay. c- because of my host. And, you know, let's pick this up again. I think, you know, this conversation, let's pick it up again. You know, there's no there's no rules to say we can't continue this on another time, another day, another, Absolutely. you know, another Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bill and Connie. Thank oh, wait, 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 Sparkle. Wait a minute, Sparkle. I got a question for you. So, let me see. I wrote it down. And I, so what would you tell other people about um, your journey um, with cancer? What would I tell other people about mm-hmm. what? The okay. listeners, about your journey with cancer, fighting cancer, fighting a good fight. What would I tell other people about my journey fighting with cancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would tell them to never give up. Mm-hmm. Never give up. That's number one, okay? That's our ongoing mantra, right? <laughs> never give up. <laughs> yes. I, that's you know, right. I would also tell them to, you know, no matter what, because a girlfriend of mine just told me that her um, fiance was diagnosed with cancer and he's real down now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go into that depression, man, man, you do more damage to yourself than sometimes the cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how it begins, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So yep. it's so important. It's so important to just stay positive, just do things that's fun. Live your life. Live your life to the fullest. Live your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. All the colors. All the nights. I'm yes. a- <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I, I hear. I definitely hear that. I hear that. You know, that's that's wonderful. Um, oh, and I that's was- what I would say. You know, just definitely support support group. Uh, you were asking about outside of like chanting. A support group is important. I had a very strong support group, family, friends. I also did yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yoga was good for me. I love yoga, so I, I did some yoga, virtual yoga, some yoga class. Sorry about that. That's okay. Keep yourself, keep yourself up. Keep yourself, you know, keep your life condition up. Listen to uplifting music, positive and music. And laugh, laugh, laugh. <laughs> yeah, laugh. Okay. All righty. Okay. Listen. Thank you yeah. so much for um, Sparkle. Renetta Pierce, thank you so much for coming on today to the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast. And Connie, Connie Moore, thank you for being a co-host today on the Scrambled Eggs and Ham podcast. And I just want to end the show with saying, you know, uh, thank you for joining us today, listeners. My sincere prayers are for your health and your happiness and that you live out your lives to the fullest. So keep moving forward, everybody, and have a victorious, a victorious week. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Renetta. Thank you. I'll see you at the meeting. Yep. See you soon. All right. And thank you, Connie. Oh, my man. I look forward to us talking. Oh, you have a good time. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Oh, and that music was by Billy Harper. What a great tenor saxophone player that I had an opportunity to meet and take some pictures with at the jazz festival.